Welcome. You're listening to the podcast Outlander Soul, searching for the soul of Outlander with me, Reverend Terry Menifee Gow. And me, Dr. Jamie Reeves. We love the book series, books one through eight, so we will be talking about them all, so beware. There are spoilers ahead. All right. Welcome back, everyone. We had a little bit of a break between last episode where we shared the live one we did at Wild Goose and then this one. As we said before, life gets a little busy, hey? Yeah, um, September is always like everything happens in September and October. Yeah. I think <laughs> we plan ahead and like <laughs> <laughs> know that that's going to happen. And I know, then, but we want to stay current, right? You know, we want to kind of stay current with this. And um, and not, you know, not record too far ahead of time. Mm. But yeah, April and May are always like crazy, at least mm-hmm. here where I am in Richmond, Virginia. And mm-hmm. then September, October, because the weather's so beautiful, mm-hmm. everything happens. And so it's mm-hmm. just been, it's been crazy. But now that you're listening to this, it's almost spooky time. Yeah. <laughs> so in honor of Halloween, we are doing an episode. This is this is Terry's um, particular interest, but um, you. But we're doing <laughs> on ghosts and shades and things that go bump in the night. So Outlander and the and the other world through the veil. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, beyond the veil. Absolutely. Yeah. But before we get started, Mm -hmm. uh, we wanted to let you guys know we still have a Patreon page. Yes, we do. (laughs) And we desperately need your support. Yes, we do. It would be so great to have more people on board to help us. We are are in need of an admin person, you know, someone just to help us with social media and stuff like that and for editing. And so it would be great. We'd be able to do so much more if we had some help. So, um, and we wouldn't expect anybody to do that for free so it would be great if we had a little bit more support to uh, be able to pay somebody to do some of that work for us would be amazing because yeah otherwise we do it ourselves and we both have full-time plus (laughs) jobs and um, it is out of the love of things that we do this at the moment but um, we'd like to do it for love and for a little bit of help for those who yeah. do help us though thank you very much thank it you is, yeah um, it is really useful right now we we are able to keep the website going because of you all yeah and the hosting for the actual podcast yes. on soundcloud yeah yeah so yeah. and we're so grateful for that because that mm. does that does help us it doesn't necessarily come out of our pockets each time and mm. and your support has really made that happen yeah it definitely has but yeah but we would we would love to have more so that we can give you more we know sometimes there's radio silence on this end I know. <laughs> if you've emailed us if you've sent us we we do probably engage much quicker on facebook or twitter but yeah if you've emailed us we have read it we promise we've read it we mm-hmm. are would love to get back to you on it but we are and we normally start with listener feedback but we've got an entire episode we're going to spend just on listener feedback when we wrap up this season we're going to go through all the listener feedback that we've gotten this season and kind of talk through it and tell you that yeah you're right we missed that or um or other (laughs) things so it would be great for you to come back and perhaps hear if you've emailed us hear us respond yeah the whole season's gonna wrap up that way i'm kind of excited about that last our last season we wrapped up with kind of a wrap-up of the television show yeah and we we can't this year yeah (laughs) because it hasn't happened yet i know 
Yeah, the new um, TV series starts in February, 16th of February, yes. I think. Yes, yeah, yeah that's what so, I've heard. Yeah, so we're looking forward yeah. to that. At the at, at the moment, the way the plan is, is we'll probably start season four of our, of the podcast about the same time or somewhere near there. So we'll have the podcast and the and the TV series happening at the same time. And be on the lookout, too, because often, well, at least what we did last year is we kind of gave our our feedback, our reaction to the show Mm -hmm. uh, via live Facebook. So Mm -hmm. be on the lookout. We might be doing that again. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on timing and kind of what else is going on at the time. But yeah. And look quick, sort of 15 minutes, would we think? I think it would be fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. Let's talk spooky stuff. Yeah. So ghosts, shades, and things that go bump in the night. Spirits in Outlander. Why are we doing an episode on this? There's a lot of supernatural stuff that happens in Outlander. For it being mm. so based in this reality, there there is a lot of supernatural beyond the science fiction of time travel. Mm-hmm. So it's funny because I, a, a, a guy that I work with, his name's Travis, I got him to watch at least the first episode of Outlander. And he came back because I told him it was a time travel thing. He's really into science fiction. And he, he came back, he goes, this wasn't a funny thing. This was this was like a serious time travel thing. I'm like, yeah, well, it really yeah. kind of was. <laughs> they're, they're taking the historical fiction very seriously. She takes her science very seriously. But then there's this other stuff, this otherworldly stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. There's this whole stuff having to do with the old folk and mm-hmm. the fairies mm-hmm. and the fairy legends, which we're not going to get into today because that's really its own episode. But then there's this idea of the veil and going on beyond living, mm-hmm. but beyond this life, beyond the mm-hmm. earthly life that we have. And we see quite a lot of that, not just in... Claire observing the beliefs of Highlanders or Claire Mm -hmm. and Ian observing the belief of the Native Americans, but also in their experience Mm -hmm. of seeing spirits and seeing ghosts. Mm -hmm. And there is no better time to do this (laughs) than as we approach All Hallows Eve, because Mm -hmm. that is supposed to be the time. Well, that and Beltane, which is May Day, are the time when the veil is supposed to be the thinnest in the world, where the yeah. the veil Samhain between is the yeah yeah, yeah Samhain, mm-hmm. Samhain and Beltane are the time when the um, the veil between this world and the other world, the spirit world, is supposed to be the thinnest. Mm. And we have a lot, a lot, a lot of cultures and legends that kind of use that as their basis and their understanding, many of them in the Western Hemisphere. But there's, you know, the idea of spirits is pretty much through all cultures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I w- yeah, I was going to say, I think, I think it is more uncommon, like the, the, the outlier is a, is a culture that doesn't really yes. take that into account. Like, yeah. we don't, really as much anymore as we used to but western technological scientific culture is is the outlier everybody else does more so than we do but i think even now we still do it just is a different takes a different form maybe right and i I wouldn't say that folks who are in the science community disregard ghosts Mm, or disregard the idea of spirits it's just that they can't prove that they're true nothing can be explained and right right and you know, in, in the little bit of research that I did, I saw that 
in 2009, 18% of Americans Mm -hmm. say that they have actually seen a ghost. Oh, wow. Actually seen a ghost. Actually seen a ghost. Not just believed in them, Mm. but actually have seen something. Mm. So a a spirit, Mm -hmm. and in Celtic and I'm going to butcher this. I know I am. Gaelic, yeah, Scots Gaelic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. And I'm sorry, in Gaelic. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Good God. Um, and uh, the Tanasik is the spirit. The, and mm-hmm. a spirit is kind of like the essence of a person or a place mm-hmm. or a thing. In animism, where, where, you know, we believe that maybe the bushes have spirits or the rocks have spirits or mm-hmm. everything has everything its own has yeah. essence. It's kind of like the thing within the thing, the, the mm-hmm. person within the person, the essence of the dog within the dog or the tree within the tree. It goes on living its existence without the physical form. Right. So like in Master Raymond's workshop, when Claire mm. picks up the skull, yeah. Yeah. she can feel the essence of the bear. Yeah. Or the essence of any of the bone, or when she picks up, where you know, when she's talking with Joe Abernathy and she picks up Galus's skull, yeah. she knows she knows who it is. Yeah, it's crazy, but she she does, and that's what I mean, kind of like by otherworldly things that she can't actually explain with science in this particular world yeah in this particular world yeah in in the world of outlander in outlander as well you've got native americans who believe in the tree spirits in Mm -hmm. the concept of a man spirit overtaking a woman spirit to cause Mm -hmm. conception at least ian since he lives with this tribe and with Emily for a while, mm-hmm. prays to kind of both. He, he, he was able to syncretize both and, and bring his understanding of Catholicism and the spirit world there mm-hmm. mixed with his understanding of the Native American spirituality of the place mm-hmm. and of the trees. And there seem to be a lot of spirits of the spring that mm-hmm. keep popping up throughout. I mean, there are spirits of the spring kind of pretty much everywhere. <laughs> yeah yeah I remember reading about that or you know and and that would be connected as well to the seasonal sort of you know the harvest sort of celebrations Easter before it became Christian Christmas before it became Christian as well so these kind of peg what we would say pagan holidays but or pagan in the sense of not Christian but but deeply spiritual in the sense of being connected to the world around them and believing yep. that the spirit world is is there in those right. particular times and places and also yeah the the native american kind of idea of the great spirit i just kind of thought about that yeah. if you're being for you know the sort of word for god or the ultimate being or the the biggest of them this kind of understanding this great spirit is in charge of or dictates or has put into motion or the design or depending on the particular faith this idea of all these other spirits working in the world right and and they're aware of us there's an awareness that these spirits are still kind of moving working have their own agenda Mm -hmm. and that we can actually work with them Or they can work with us. There's there's that belief as well. Or against us as well, because yes. you might have yeah. pissed one of them off, right? Um, or not honored them in a particular way, and those could be ancestors or whatever else. Absolutely. And sometimes you proactively <laughs> try mm-hmm. not to piss off the spirits. If, if we remember the 
at the very beginning of the first book. And this, Mm -hmm. you know, works itself out much later when Roger comes to Scotland in the 18th century. There is the idea of somebody killing somebody for a new house and a new house and laying that person in the foundation. Yes. Yes. And the reason was to appease the earth spirits. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. the, the spirit of that that human, that man, stays within the house mm-hmm. until, until Samain. Is that how mm-hmm. you pronounce that? Samhain. Samhain, thank you. you. Until you get to Samhain. Mm-hmm. And then the spirit is freed to walk around and do whatever. Mm-hmm. Also mm-hmm. freed on Beltane, but really a Samhain that they're mostly... Because mm-hmm. Samhain is kind of like the whole time of... If you look at the at the the places where they, they the veil is the thinnest, it's May Day at the beginning of spring, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the celebration of life. And mm-hmm. then it's Samhain, which is the beginning of fall, and that's yeah. the beginning of the end. And so it's it's kind of the the idea of the celebration of death. Yeah, and the yeah. change, which would yeah. in uh, Latin American cultures, the Day of the Dead is first of November. So yeah. it's it's very much connected kind of across the world, I think, and um, in lots of different places. So right. not just Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> so spirits don't necessarily have to be just kind of spirits of the spirits you've never met before. Many times mm-hmm. they are the saints. The saints mm-hmm. are people who have gone before us. The belief mm-hmm. that their spirit continues on, that Jamie prays to the saints. They talk about mm-hmm. St. Bride. They, he prays to Dougal and Myrta. Mm-hmm. who are family and ancestors. So not saints, but not people who have gone saints, before. Yeah. People who have gone before. Mm. Claire, who who does not often pray to the saints, mm. she has a constant conversation with Frank. Yeah. yeah. In almost every book after his death, she mm-hmm. has some kind of conversation with Frank. And Frank seems to, even beyond the grave, mm-hmm. have set up ways Mm -hmm. to protect Brianna Mm -hmm. and ways to continually stay in Claire's vision. Yeah. I'm curious how they're going to do that because this, when you really see that the strongest is I think in the fiery cross. And so with this season coming up for the TV show, how are they, are they going to, yeah, we could just get into the whole Frank thing again, but I don't want to, but um, (laughs) yeah. I'm hoping Tobias Menzies comes back. I think that would be great. I really do. Like Tobias, but uh-huh. yeah. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. But I, mm. I think that that would be great because it opens that way. The book opens that mm. way with mm-hmm. her and Frank's kiss still lingering on her lips from a mm. dream and whether or not she should tell Jamie about the dream. <laughs> and, and I think that that would be a great way to open that up because the question of whether or not spirits visit, how spirits visit us and spirits mm-hmm. visiting us in dreams and dreams also it's 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 its own entire episode yeah we could do an entire in fact we probably will do an entire episode just on dreams yeah yeah jamie's dreams of the future claire's dreams as well really strongly connected with those who have gone before so it can even be parts of you right so okay i'm thinking about the duncan ennis's ghost arm oh Um, yeah yeah where <laughs> Yitencho or, or Willoughby, as some know him as, frees him from the ghost arm that's in Voyager, the phantom limb, in which, you know, we would still use that term. Um, yeah, it's Haunting him, mm-hmm. uh, making, making life difficult for him. So it's not even a separate thing. It's part of him, but it's gone. Like, yeah, I never really thought about that until read it, but kind of, you know, certain parts of you have their own 
their own animism, their own spirit, their own, yeah. Missing you. That they're, They've been cut from you, and so they're missing you, and they come back. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, his... Uh, Yi Chen Cho was saying mm-hmm. that, you know, your arm misses you. Your arm mm-hmm. wants to be with you. Mm-hmm. And it's painful mm-hmm. for it to be gone. And so he does what he can to banish it back to the ghost world. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. He has uh. to spit. <laughs> and, and Duncan's like, you're not spitting on me. <laughs> and Yi Chen Cho goes, no, you spit for your own arm. <laughs> I mean, it, it, yeah. I'm just kind of, I've always, don't take this the wrong way at all, but I mean, you had kind of with autoimmune, your body attacking itself kind of thing. And just thinking about that in a kind of more spiritualist or, you know, this kind of one spirit part of your body, you know, working against the other. Um, Yeah. 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 And then Native Americans have the idea of the spirit animals. Mm, Yeah. That there is an animal that's kind of your kindred spirit that mm-hmm. you look for, you look for signs, you look for portents, and mm-hmm. those animals that are kind of your your guide in your mm-hmm. life will mm-hmm. direct you to those portents, um, will direct you to those omens and those signs for you to follow that the great yeah. spirit is giving you. Yeah. For Claire... It's the raven, isn't it's it? It's the raven. Ravens are revered in Highlander mythology and Mm -hmm. uh, can be portents of good or evil Mm -hmm. but she she the raven seems to be the thing for her and it's it's also highly revered in native american tradition and native american spirituality for jamie it's the bear yeah you know he's the bear (laughs) he's the the bear bear killer killer. yep yep and for ian of course Mm -hmm. it's it's the wolf it's the wolf Yeah. yeah He's got the wolf and he's got Rolo by his side who, who once, you know, stays with him throughout all of the changes that happen with Ian. Mm -hmm. And it's only when Ian finds another companion for life that Rolo Mm -hmm. goes. Mm -hmm. I find that to be incredibly beautiful. Yeah, me too. I I know. I cried so hard (laughs) when Rolo goes. Even thinking about it. I know. I know. So, mm-hmm. with the belief that spirits might live on beyond us, mm-hmm. that these are the people who went before us, it's kind of a natural <laughs> move to venerate those spirits. And I don't, yeah. I don't like to use the, the term ancestor worship mm-hmm. because I don't think it's a very accurate term. I think it's... Um, yeah, I, it's not worship. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's it's more veneration. It's 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 more honoring mm-hmm. of the ancestors, and so so you know we see this recognizing the place. I think like it's it, their important place, but it's not. Yeah. yeah. Right. Sorry. Right. And so you have saint veneration, mm-hmm. particularly in the Eastern Orthodox Church, mm-hmm. where they have the icons, and it may appear as if there is a worship because there's bowing and there's kissing mm-hmm. and there's meditation on the icon but really that Mm -hmm. thing is it's supposed to open a window to the essence of who the saint was yeah so that you can then receive that blessing Mm -hmm. with this idea that the saint had a had a closeness to god that you're yeah you're seeking there was something that they understood that you're trying to understand yourself Um, right 
And there was the cults of the saints back in the Middle Ages and in the Dark Ages, where when a saint died, pieces of the saints were relics, yeah. relics were taken up from them and then were given shrines. Mm-hmm. Because the belief was that God so inhabited that person that mm-hmm. their DNA changed. Hmm. And so... If if you not that they knew what DNA was back then, but yeah. but if if you were to touch the finger of Saint Nicholas, mm-hmm. then something might change within you that mm-hmm. there was still power there because God touched that person. So there was a bit of magic and mystery. Yes, in thinking that there was there was power in this person and it resides in them even after they're gone. Right, and yeah. power in the actual flesh of that mm-hmm. person long after they're gone. But, mm-hmm. but even more than that, it's it's the, it's the honor that you give them. It's the belief that they are still working for you or against mm-hmm. you in another world. Mm-hmm. That that they are still a part of the tribe, a part of the clan, mm-hmm. a part of your tradition, mm-hmm. even though they're gone. And um, so you've got things like when the cairns that are built in Scotland, particularly the clave cairn. Mm-hmm. For the uh, the chief chieftains and other leaders, yeah. uh, Claire and Jamie come back to Scotland in, I think it's Echo in the Bone, mm-hmm. and, and that's where you get Echo in the Bone from. That that is actually a piece of this in this part of the story when they go to Simon Fraser's funeral, and he is mm-hmm. buried in the Clave Cairn, one of the Clave mm-hmm. Cairns that's there, and he they they find it. It's, it was for the chieftains, other leaders. The belief was that Jamie and Jenny were lost at sea. Mm-hmm. Ian builds cairns for them. Yep. So it's memorial stones, but more than that, it's, yeah, it's something related to their spirit needing a place to reside. Right, so that he can touch yep. them and, and be in contact with that spirit. Yeah. 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 So yeah. a portal in, in some kind of way. Yeah. And even today, we have we have built in our cultures mm. ways to honor our dead in mm-hmm. supernatural ways, but also mm-hmm. in secular ways as well. Mm-hmm. So we, you've mentioned Dia de las Muertas, yep. which is the Day of the Dead, yep. and that's in Latin American cultures here. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It also matches up with All Saints Day, mm-hmm. which is November 1st. Um, which is where you get All Hallows Day or All Hallows Eve, which is where mm-hmm. we get Halloween from, yep, yep. right? Mm-hmm. But we, <laughs> but we also have like Memorial Day. Yeah, and you visit the memorial and you pay your respects, and you know, you d- yeah. So even though we might not rationally believe that this gravestone, this memorial stone, in some way is is the spot at which these people continue to reside, we still use it as the focus point for our continued conversations with them, for our remembrance of them, yeah. for our recognition of their sacrifice, of you know whatever it happens to be. There's power in that, I think. There's power in a group of people coming to one place and at one time mm-hmm. focusing on one thing. Mm-hmm. Corporate remembrance is yes. a definitely powerful thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You also have like the the shrines to the ancestors in mm-hmm. Asian cultures, definitely in China and Japan and Korea. Mm-hmm. They bring food to the shrines. There are holidays surrounding mm-hmm. this. Families go to their family shrines that mm-hmm. they've built for their ancestors. I mean, heck, the pyramids in Egypt. Yeah, yeah. 
are there specifically as honoring the pharaohs and helping them on their journey to the next world. Mm -hmm. And Native American food offerings and prayers to their ancestors as well. There's ancestor Mm -hmm. worship there, not just the spirit of the trees and the animism, Mm -hmm. but also for the people who have gone before. Yeah. With the recognition that we we are all part of this world and have been and will continue to be. So you've just passed into another dimension it's not that they're gone never to be heard from or seen again yeah all right so we we've got kind of established the idea of spirits and how kind of universal this understanding of our body is only a piece of who we are and that Mm -hmm. when we die the spirit of us moves on and that's not necessarily just a christian belief or a jewish Mm -hmm. belief or uh, an islamic belief it is kind of a it's a fairly universal belief in all traditions. Belief, yeah, it's I a think. very human belief. Mm-hmm. You kind of consider yourself a, an outlier if you believe everything kind of stops at death. Mm. But what are ghosts? Mm. Are ghosts different from spirits? Yeah, possibly. They're certainly talked about in a different way. Yeah. We did start by saying 18% of people in the States, at least, have seen ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so what exactly are they a ghost is Mm -hmm. when a spirit comes Mm -hmm. to visit or makes an appearance right okay a spirit that we can actually see hear feel that's what we consider a ghost some way yeah yeah and almost every culture in the world Mm -hmm. has ghost stories (laughs) yeah 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 gosh you're right yeah they do totally I mean, uh, dating back to like Babylonian times, there Mm. are ghost stories. And if you think about it, you know, Hamlet, one of the, what is considered, and I will not, I I don't know whether I agree or not, Hamlet is considered one of the best plays ever written. And it's all a ghost story. Yeah. And he sees the ghost of his father who can't rest. Mm. So what causes ghosts to happen? At least in our tradition and in legends, and I'm not, this is not a formula for a ghost. I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm not saying that, but, but traditionally, just like saying traditionally, the prevail- this is what, prevailing uh, explanation. The prevailing ghosts. explanation yeah. of ghosts, which is not scientific <laughs> at all, um, is, is the idea that they have unfinished business. Yeah. There's a few explanations. So yeah, okay. So they've got unfinished business to do. They died before their time. Right. So Um, somebody like Alex Randall. Right. Okay. Claire comes to visit Alex Randall and he's pretty much on his deathbed. But he's got this steely look in his eyes Mm. that says, I am going to live beyond this. And if you don't help me, I am going to haunt you forever. (laughs) And Claire Claire is like, no, you're not. I'm going to help you. And it's all going to be okay. But she, that's, she says, this is how she believed some ghosts were made. Right. Is this idea that there's unfinished business that I have to help Mm. and I have to go beyond what my body can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So another, I think another explanation would be kind of violent death. If they, if they died in some horrific way that they're, they weren't, well, I mean, you hear people talk about, so they, they died violently and didn't have a chance to prepare. And so their yeah. soul is just kind of in limbo. Um, they were disjointed and, or what's the word I'm looking for jarred kind of in a way that the the path to the spirit world wasn't 
open, open to, to them. them. Yeah. Yeah. And you would see something like that in like, say, the movie Ghost. So as oh, far yeah, as yeah. legends and stuff are concerned, yeah. he dies, he has an opportunity or he's killed and he mm-hmm. has an opportunity to go to beyond. But instead mm-hmm. he stays because he mm-hmm. wants to figure out what happened mm-hmm. and because he wants to look after someone. He wants to look mm-hmm. after the woman that he loves his wife or mm-hmm. his, I don't know, I don't think they were married, but he wants to be with her. Yeah, they just moved into that ridiculous loft and yeah. <laughs> that nobody could have afforded <laughs> <laughs> if they were potters and whatever else. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Oh, but it's a movie, right? It's a movie, yeah. <laughs> I've heard another explanation for violent deaths. Right, okay. And because I love all things ghosty, I've heard this other explanation that, so energy doesn't die, right? It's the, right. It's yeah, the yeah, okay. one of the laws of thermodynamics is that energy doesn't go away, it just transitions. And that... When something really emotional or powerful or physically jarring happens in a space, Mm -hmm. that it imprints the space with the energy. And so, so when you see ghosts that seem to be acting out their everyday life and don't appear to know that they're dead, it's really almost like a recording of what has happened before that you are, you are piercing a veil of time almost hmm. to see to see something that has been imprinted so I'm, I, I'm running through my mind is haunted houses and so yes. I'm trying to think about yeah so sometimes it people talk about as if there is a ghost in the house but sometimes they just say they just talk about the house as being haunted and this kind of whatever happened being imprinted on to that space is yeah. how I'm hearing that so I've heard a couple of things. I've heard, of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, in all of the things that I've watched and seen, and there's lots of different, it's kind of like vampire stories almost. <laughs> there's lots of different ways you make a vampire, right? And so yeah, there's yeah. lots of different ways that ghosts happen in our legend mm-hmm. and in our myth. And some of those are this imprinting, this mm-hmm. this idea that, you know, they can't rest. They're always rattling mm-hmm. around in a house. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're tied to the place. Mm-hmm. But another is that they're tied to the people. So people yeah. are haunted rather than the place. Yeah, yeah. And I've, I've seen both. But, you know, there, mm-hmm. there are places that have an energy. Mm-hmm. There are, and, and it goes back for me whenever I hear about because there are places in Richmond where I go mm-hmm. and I can feel an energy there that mm-hmm. isn't good. Yeah. There, there's been a few places I've been. I'm like, mm, I no, yeah, bad, bad juju there. And <laughs> <laughs> I am thinking specifically of a place in Shaco Bottom in Richmond, and that's where mm-hmm. back in the mid, early mid 19th century, it was at the height of the slave markets, and that's where they all were. Mm-hmm. There was at least 20, 25 slave markets down there, and mm-hmm. enslaved peoples were brought to that area and those that were imprisoned and died were buried mm-hmm. in mass graves. Mm-hmm. And let me just say that the juju in that area mm-hmm. is really harsh yeah. and, and and rightfully angry and yeah. sad. And I, I think about, when I think about that, I think about when Cain kills Abel mm-hmm. in Genesis Mm-hmm. And God seeks out Cain, the murderer. God goes to talk to the murderer and to try mm-hmm. to figure out what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And he says, your brother's blood is crying from the ground. Oh. 
Yeah. Your brother, brother's blood, the ground is screaming. Yeah. And so when I go to that place in, in Richmond and Shaco Bottom, the ground is still screaming mm. and I, I can feel it. It's just, mm. so I think that there's something to that imprint feel. Yeah. And I think some people are more sensitive maybe to it than others oh, yeah, too. But for yeah. sure. I agree with that. I, we mm. had, my cousin just visited this mm. past weekend and I hadn't seen her in 39 years. Oh, wow. And we talked about that because in our family we have people who can see things and hear things. Mm-hmm. Things that other people the can't sight. see or hear. Yeah. And her mother was one of them. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, and I didn't know that until mm. I talked to her this weekend. And I'm like, oh, well, that explains so much. So <laughs> that explains so much. So there are other things, too. So there are other ghosts who kind of don't know that they're dead. So you get mm-hmm. you get that in, say, the movie The Sixth Sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Spoilers. <laughs> yes. I think it's okay to spoil a film. This yes, let's spoil the film. Yes, now, yes, yeah. They don't know a lot that of people that got upset about that. Oh God, I love that movie. I love that movie so much because it kind of gets into the whole idea of what is your calling and and this unfinished mm-hmm. business that he has, mm-hmm. and this confusion as to the fact that he's died. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're all confused, mm-hmm. and they are they're a little bit lost. They don't know that they can let go. Mm-hmm. And then the idea of kind of a bad life or a bad burial or a bad, yeah. something bad has happened towards the end of that and they're restless. So, so thinking, it's not just about their death, but about about the life before that death. Yes, well. the, the, the yeah. chose, the, a path that they have chosen. So it's like um, Ermengelda's ghost. She, um, oh, in she, Voyager, yeah. In Voyager, um, yeah. What, Father, what, what was his name? Father Rog- Rogden? Fogden. Fogden, that's it. Yeah. Father Fogden. Yeah. 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 And, 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 and truly he, you know, he doesn't leave the priesthood, but he marries Ermengelda. She has to leave. She's mm-hmm. a damned sinner buried in, buried by a, ret- as it says, a damned sinner buried by a rep probate priest in unhallowed ground of course she won't lay quiet so the purpose of uh, consecrated ground burying burying a body in a consecrated space so i'm thinking what's his name uh, gavin yes needed to be buried in a churchyard that had been consecrated was this idea that the the ground had been blessed by a priest and that would help him to be able to lie in peace to right. rest in peace rather than to rest in turmoil. And so this idea of, of burying someone in unhallowed ground is to open them up or open up their ghost to haunt you or to, yeah. Well, and think yeah. about how Gavin dies. I mean, he dies yeah, of, exactly. um, he's hung. He, yeah, and, and he doesn't want to die. And mm-hmm. he feels as if his life has been cut short. There's mm-hmm. more to do. And he's not going to be able to do it. To be buried in unhallowed ground would just add issue to... Give more reason for him to be haunting people and to not be able to live live the afterlife in peace. Yeah, yeah. And then there's this idea of watching over someone, Mm. of wanting to send a message, of, Mm. of wanting to say, hey, I'm okay on the other side, or hey, this is the direction you should go, or I still love you, I'm still here. Or I'm waiting for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, Jamie's ghost. Yeah. That's the biggest ghost. I hope it's going to be that one. I don't Uh, want him to have a bad life. 
violent death or searching for something that has been lost or to feel as if his life has not been completed yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so Jamie's ghost. What do we mean by Jamie's ghost? I still see on chat rooms and Facebook and they're like, what do people mean by Jamie's ghost? So please explain, Jamie, about Jamie's ghost. Yeah. Well, gosh, I would have assumed everybody knew, but I guess you're right. They don't. So in... In the TV show and in the first book, but TV show, it's, is it episode one? It is episode one because it's it's, it's the first chapter. Yeah, so she's, it's before she even goes through the stones, you know, the electric, or there's a storm, the electric goes out, she's brushing her hair, and there's this clansman standing. It's a Highlander. Highlander watching her, and then it becomes clear, or it has been confirmed by Diana that it's Jamie. And so people keep asking Diana, how, why does that, how did that happen? What goes on? We know Jamie can't go through the stones, all this kind of stuff. And she's like, you'll find out by the end of the season or end of the books. And so we don't really know what happens. No, but she there. does. And she hasn't written it yet. And we're yeah, very... Well, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she so Jamie... We'll find out at the end. Yeah. So Jamie is standing outside of the in where yeah. Frank and Claire are staying in 1945 in the 20th century yeah yes yeah. and Frank has gone out mm-hmm. and is coming back when mm-hmm. he sees a highlander looking up at the window mm-hmm. where Claire is brushing her hair and he is rightfully mm-hmm. concerned yeah he goes up to the highlander and this to me is just beautiful because Jamie mm-hmm. never meets Frank obviously mm-hmm. And the idea that he kind of basically brushes his shoulder against him, <laughs> kind of, you know, what's, and walks away. It's kind yeah. of a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of a, hey, you, I know who you are. <laughs> and he, he, he turns and he, he, he brushes basically through him. Mm-hmm. And Frank doesn't know what has mm-hmm. just happened he says he acted first as though he didn't hear me because he asks politely you know if he Mm -hmm. if he needs something because he's concerned he's staring up at his wife Mm -hmm. and he repeated himself and I reached out to tap his shoulder to get his tension you know but before I could touch him he whirled suddenly around and pushed past me and walked off down the road Mm. (laughs) and he's yeah and I wanted to ask him, but he was, I wanted to ask him, but he was off before I could. Okay. So he says, no, it wasn't his dress that is, that was odd. When he pushed past me, I could swear he was close enough that I should have felt him brush my sleeve, but I didn't. And I was intrigued enough to turn around and watch him as he walked away. He walked down Garrisside Road, but mm. when he almost reached the corner, he disappeared. Yeah. So Frank, the academic, the mm-hmm. I don't believe in ghosts guy, sees a ghost. Mm-hmm. He sees the ghost of Jamie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's, the, it's the big question because at this point, Jamie, of course, is dead. Yeah. He has to be. Mm-hmm. He can't go through the stones. It's 200 years later. Mm-hmm. And he is still longing after Claire. Yeah. I... T- I... I don't know. I don't have any kinds of theories really about how that how that comes to happen. I'm I'm not quite sure. I don't either and I I'm dying to know how mm. this how this how she's going to tie up mm. that particular end and I'm hoping she does it 
<laughs> I really hope she does it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> she says she's going to. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. We'll find out. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So other ghosts in Outlander. Well, Claire's ghost, right? So okay. even though she's not dead. True. Well, but she's not alive either. She's not alive in that particular time. But right. what do they call it? Her shade. Jenny yeah. says she saw Claire's shade between Jamie and Leary at the wedding. Yes. When Jamie marries Leary. Yeah. And what happens when Jenny sees that? What I mean, what what, what does she do? Is there anything that she can do? There's nothing she can do. But And, and Claire has no memory of this. No. So there is a precedent that's been set, at least in the book, of, so, you know, people being alive in one time, but present in the other time. So I'm also thinking, okay, so Claire's not dead, but she's not, yeah, she's she's gone to the future, but she's still present in the past. Oh God, how weird is that? Okay. But then also when she was first book, first series, she's yelling to Frank and she's in 1745, but he hears her in 1943. So there's oh, a, do you Yeah, through the stones. He hears her through the stones. Doesn't um, that, does that happen in, that happens in the television show. It happens in the television show, but I thought it also happened in the book. Oh Lord. Because yeah. I don't think we get anything from Frank's point of view in the book, unless it's a unless it's a letter that he's written to Bree. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. But, but so so show. I think Ron Moore brings her. that in the idea yeah, that he is right. at the he's at the stone still looking for her. She almost makes it back, and yeah. Yeah, Ron Moore right. makes the connection there that. It's the stones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he must hear her. Mm -hmm. That he, you know, that that's the passageway through. But this is even more than a passageway. This Mm -hmm. is acknowledgement that her spirit can wander without Mm -hmm. her. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if that happens like during her dream state. Because she's surprised that they're married when Mm -hmm. she comes back to Jamie. She's she's shocked. She has no knowledge of it. So if she was there, she would know. Or does Jamie conjure her? Does his spirit have that much of a pull to hers that he conjures her while he's marrying Leary? And so it's a doomed marriage from the beginning. I think it would be safe to say that he was probably certainly thinking about Claire at that particular moment in time. Of course. Um, Of course. So, yes, certainly I think he could have conjured her. But there's also, yeah, a dream state. I mean, that could also explain. So Jamie does visit the future in his dreams. He does. And I'm wondering if we're ever going to see mm-hmm. Bree, see him in, in her living room or in mm-hmm. her, you know, if, if, in the future, if, if there's any kind of visual of, you know, mm-hmm. I saw you in the kitchen when you saw the telephone. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if that is almost kind of the Jamie's ghost theory is that he's he's dreaming and he sees her in some way. But Oh, yeah. that might be. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a really good connection. Yeah. I hadn't thought of know. that. Yeah. I mean that's that's the only thing I can think of that's gonna make sense if he doesn't go through the stones. But Yeah. Yeah. Ottertooth is the other big ghost. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, that we know and see and hear about. I mean, there's others, obviously, but yeah, Ottertooth giving the message to Claire. Of course, he died a violent death. He died a death that came before his task was complete. And he's trying to send her a message. And he had a bad burial. 
Yeah, he had a terrible burial. They tried to, they separated his head from his body. Yeah. So that he would not come back. And, and yet Claire finds him. Mm-hmm. And by just holding his skull, mm-hmm. ends up conjuring him back. To, and he comes to deliver her a message of this is enough. This mm-hmm. is enough. And he delivers her safely back mm-hmm. to her family. Her shoes. Yeah, with her <laughs> shoes. He takes her shoes. He puts them on the back porch. And they are able to track her. Rolo is able to track her mm. and find her because he delivers her. So there's a lot of supernatural creepy stuff there, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. there's this idea of a kindred person mm-hmm. ca- taking care of his mm-hmm. own, even beyond the veil. Mm-hmm. And he is one of, he is her kin. If this idea, I, I mean, I, I think it's, has it been explicitly said or just implied in the show that she would be a descendant not of the show in the books she's a descendant of raymond's yes and yeah. he of course would have been because it's the genetic gene of of master raymond that enables these people to be able to go through they are his children in some you know way shape or way. form yeah. yeah and he's the one who comes and dis- and finds the Matok five mm-hmm. it's master raymond who travels to mm-hmm. the 1960s mm-hmm. and finds the Matok five mm-hmm. and and coaches them on how to travel through the stones mm-hmm. so yeah so he he finds his own people and mm-hmm. whether or not they're physically related closely like even maybe fourth cousins or not it doesn't mm-hmm. matter they all have the same kind of DNA. It's kind of like me going to England or going to Ireland and looking at everybody going, you look just like me. <laughs> nobody <laughs> nobody else looks just like me. I've got the forehead, the nose, and the hair, and the eyes. Yeah. And w- whether or not we're actually physically kin, we're, we're kin. kin. <laughs> yeah. We're akin to yeah. each other. Yeah. Yeah. Which, okay, so this, I mean, it, it's a little bit off topic, but I haven't ever really thought about this. So if that's the case, then Master Raymond goes back, he collects them all, trains them up, teaches them how to travel through time for the purpose of them going back to change things? Yes, he does. So Master Raymond is the orchestrator, the the puppet master, the... He's got for, a for big purpose? part to play here. And I'm wondering, yeah. so you don't hear about him working with Galus at all. No. But you do hear about him working with the Matok Five. Yeah. So um, I'm really curious. There's supposed to be a novella or short story coming out that's explaining more about Master Raymond. So oh, good. I, yeah, I yeah. would be really curious as to yeah, what exactly his motivation was in that particular situation and how much he's traveled and how much he knows and, you know, where he came from, all that kind of stuff. And he, I mean, he told them not to travel. He, he warns the, um, the comp not to travel mm-hmm. forward. He warns him not to. And mm-hmm. yet he continually does. Mm-hmm. I find that to be kind of interesting. He continually mm-hmm. travels forward, forward, forward. But he warns the comp not to do the same. Yeah. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So other ghosts. Other ghosts. There's a ghost bear. Was it really a ghost bear? No, or was it just but an albino bear? It's an albino bear right, that okay. shows up in Fiery Cross and wreaks havoc. And right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they believe that it's a ghost bear. And, 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 and they act accordingly. I mean, everything mm. is based on the truth that this is a ghost bear. Well, there's the idea of the ghost bear. Because I ghost buffalo, the white buffalo, as being a supernatural and, you know, 
rationally we know that it's just an albino or lacking in pigmentation. Well, and here in Richmond, we've got mm-hmm. the albino um, the, squirrels. We've got the albino squirrels in my neighborhood. <laughs> Or as they say, squirrels. <laughs> the what? Squirrels here. They say squirrels. Squirrels. <laughs> squirrels. Oh, squirrels. <laughs> I always chuckle when people say squirrel here. They also say jaguar as well, but yeah. I just, yeah. which I always found kind of wonderful. So you have little ghost squirrels. We have little ghost squirrels, but we don't call them ghost squirrels because they were over at the seminary. And so mm. we called them St. Elmo. It was the spirit right. of St. Elmo. There is no St. Elmo. We need to know. But (laughs) St. Elmo's fire, right? St. Elmo's fire. So Mm -hmm. they were called the spirit of St. Elmo. And every so often you'll get an albino squirrel that comes out. And we always called him Elmo. Mm -hmm. Elmo, Mm -hmm. St. Elmo. Mm -hmm. Um, Always looking after the school. Mm. Um, But yeah, the the idea of of something that now we can explain through science Mm -hmm. being something that they considered fantastical and mystical Mm -hmm. and beyond explanation and still something special even though now we know that that's oh it's still something very special yeah Yeah, Yeah. absolutely those squirrels are special to me all squirrels are special but especially the white ones i love them yeah other Hmm. ghosts that are actually called out as being supernatural myrta yeah in the books in the books myrta is not seen as a ghost but jamie knows he's there with him Feels his spirit, feels yeah. his presence, yeah, and the breath and a breath of snow and ashes, as and it really yeah. concerns Claire hmm. because it's right before a rather large battle. Yeah, yeah, and with Marta having died by Jamie's side at Culloden, then yeah, I mean, there's just a there's a gravity to that 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 makes well, sense. Is he there to collect Jamie? Yeah is the question. And so there are zillions of stories Mm. of people on their deathbeds seeing those who have gone before them, family members, loved ones, Mm. beckoning them to the other side. I can say that every time I saw my mother-in-law, I felt her husband with her all the time. Mm. Even though he was gone, I felt him there. I felt him watching after her and, and, and being there to comfort her because she had dementia. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just, for whatever reason, I could, sometimes I could even smell his aftershave. Mm-hmm. My roommate from college, I graduated in 86. And after she graduated, she was a nurse. She was a nursing major. And after she graduated, she went to work for Johns Hopkins Hospital up in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And 86 was like the height of the AIDS epidemic. Mm-hmm. And there were just tons of people on the general medical floor, which was the floor, if you got a fever or anything, you went to the general medical floor and that's where she worked. Mm-hmm. And a lot, of, a lot of the patients there were those with HIV that had, that had kicked over into full-blown AIDS. Mm-hmm. And she was there to kind of help ease their pain and ease them into the next life because there was really no help for them beyond that. Yeah. She told me one night she she went in to take the vitals of this one young man, and he was talking to somebody who wasn't there. Hmm. And she lo- and she looked over at him, and his his name was like Steve or something. And she goes, Steve, and he looked over and he said, goes, you think I'm crazy, don't you? Hmm. And she's like, no, I, I don't think you're crazy. She goes, he goes, I want you to know that my boyfriend's is right over there, hmm. and he's talking to me. Hmm. And she looked at him and she goes, I have no doubt that this Mm. is true. And he goes, thank you 
And he just continued his conversation with the person who was that she could not see. And Mm -hmm. she said she had no doubt that somebody was there Mm -hmm. and that he was having that conversation with him. And in under a week, the young man was gone. There are lots of stories like that. There are. I am sure people listening, there are loads of people who already have stories that they would want to share or talk about. My my partner and his family tell stories all the time of people. Their their house was both haunted by somebody previously, a little mm-hmm. old lady that Jim has seen on numerous occasions. Yeah. And then uh, his grandfather as well. He would say he's certainly seen and felt his presence on a number oh, of yeah. occasions too. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Other kind of shades that just make a quick appearance and we don't yeah. really understand why. The nameless girl from Virgins. Yeah, guys. the one that, that Jamie's always sort of feeling guilty for, that he wished he could have done something. He mentions in, I don't know if it's Echo in the Bone or Breath of Snow and Ashes, he mentions mm-hmm. that he hoped that he gives her some modicum of peace yeah. by being with Claire. Yeah. And that on their wedding night, he felt her presence yeah. with him. And he hoped that by being a good husband to Claire, he honored her shade and mm-hmm. helped her rest a bit. And Jerry McKenzie for Roger. I mean, That's his he, dad. Yeah, I mean, he certainly, he meets him and all that kind of stuff later. And, and that is Moby probably. Yeah, it? I think it's um, Moby, yeah. But prior to that, there is this experience that he has of feeling his dad's presence. And and then, yeah, I kind of just, uh, is it Claire? Where, no, Jamie. No, no. It's so Jamie is in a battle. And Ian, he thought Ian called out to him. Ian's like, no, I, I didn't call out to you, Uncle Jamie. And he goes, well, mm-hmm. somebody called out to me. Mm-hmm. And it made me move. And an arrow lands in. I mean, he would have taken it square on the chest if he had Mm. not moved. So he felt something, he heard something, and it caused him to move, and it protected him. There was a spirit of protection that happened. Isn't that that the same battle? It's um, uh, Monmouth, isn't it? I I don't know if it's the same battle. It's a different book. Because this happens in Moby, and the fact that Myrta is with him before the battle in A Breath of Snow snow and Ashes. ashes. That's right. So it doesn't mean that it wasn't, it doesn't mean that it wasn't Myrta, though. Right. I think I probably just assumed that it was. Because every time he goes to battle, it feels like, maybe because Myrta is named in one, I just assume that that Myrta is present in all. Or that Dougal, possibly as well. Yeah. Well, so not all ghosts are welcome. In the Highlands or anywhere else. You know, while the idea of spirits that you love are with you and everything, the ones that don't rest easy Mm. scare the bejeebers out of everybody that (laughs) are around. Um, Mm. And one sure way to keep a ghost at bay is to pee on your doorpost. <laughs> right. Like the, um, the Passover um, in Exodus instead of... Inst- well, but in the... Is it in the book? Yes. Yeah. Certainly in the first episode where they do the blood on the doorposts as well. Yes. Um, yeah. Because it's Samhain to protect them from ghosts, but you can certainly pee on your doorpost as well. Yeah, Jenny Jenny makes sure that they pee on the doorpost so ghosts mm-hmm. don't come in with them because Jamie's mm-hmm. been out traveling. And then Roger does it when he's a kid. He stands on he stands on a piece on the doorpost, much to the Reverend Wakefield's chagrin, um, because he had heard the story of the hungry ghost and he gets really really scared. <laughs> but there's also this idea that the Shia cannot cross running water. Mm, yeah. 
So yeah. the story, like the banshee, the the yeah. So we haven't spirits. talked about the the evil spirits mm-hmm. that Jamie sees mm-hmm. in um, or or talks about whenever he's hiding in the cave. Mm, yeah. In the Scottish prisoner, he and Lord John mm-hmm. are out walking in the woods, and he tells the story of the wild hunt mm-hmm. and his experience with the wild hunt. The, the, the wild hunt becomes kind of the secret code that they're doing to, so they can actually, so the, the Irish can actually continue the Jacobite revolution. Mm-hmm. But Jamie's like, no, there really is this wild hunt. Mm-hmm. And he talks about the... The night he is out in the middle of the woods um, while he's hiding in the caves hunting for his family. Mm-hmm. And he kills a deer. Mm-hmm. And that's when he hears them. He hears a bound of spirits above him coming after him. And he hasn't said the proper prayers over his mm-hmm. kill. And so mm-hmm. he could be taken up with them and taken with them because he hasn't done that. So he mm-hmm. goes and hides. He crosses over a brook. Mm-hmm. Because he's heard that the the Shia cannot, the the spirits, the fairies mm-hmm. cannot cross over the running water. Mm-hmm. He hides in the gorse there until the end of the night. Mm-hmm. He nearly freezes to death. He comes and he goes to his deer, and the hunter's portion has been removed, mm-hmm. and there's no footprints around it at all. No. Wow. Yeah. I, I remember that. That's probably one of the most outstanding passages from Scottish Prisoner. Yes. That yeah. stuck with me. Yeah. yeah. The idea that the Shia or the ghosts or the spirits can't cross running water. I've heard that one here in Richmond. Oh, really? Yeah. My grandmother mm-hmm. used to tell me that. Since we have a river that runs through Richmond called the James River, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, well, the ghost can't get me over here. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be different ghosts on the other side. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> There was also the tradition throughout the books of opening the door of a house after someone dies in Mm -hmm. order to, so the spirit can be released and have an exit. That if you don't open the doors and the windows that they might be trapped in the house. So it's a way of preventing the ghost from sticking around. There are groups and cultures and places Mm -hmm. here in the States that still do that. Mm -hmm. They won't Mm -hmm. open the door, but they Mm -hmm. will open the window for sure. Mm -hmm. Also, salt. We'll keep yeah. a ghost in its grave. Uh, if you ever watch the television show Supernatural, they're right. all about the salt. <laughs> all yeah. about the salt. Salt on top of the grave, salt in a circle, circle on the doorposts, along the windowsills. It'll keep the ghosts out, which I find to be absolutely amazing how magical salt is. And animals can see them too. Um, so animals have a perception of, of ghosts that we don't have or some of us don't have i guess but are able to warn folks that they're around has that ever happened to you <laughs> i'm thinking sh- of the far side cartoon that's what's in my mind is this <laughs> the dog that's like if we just stand and bark at this closet then <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no well maybe I don't know. I can't I can't say. I've certainly felt kind of when I've been in a place of profound grief or loss or evil, I feel as if I've yeah, that I can feel something there, but I can't say that I've ever felt a an individual experience if that makes sense. It just feels like 
the spirit of a place more so than the spirit of a person or right. a particular thing. Yeah. I was just wondering if your animals have ever done that to you because mine sure have, especially the cats. They'll, the they'll start is, looking. And to, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. They might do, but I wouldn't then automatically assume that it was. But you think you have a ghost in your house, don't you? I do. I well I did I I had a couple of them in the house and had seen one of them yeah so Mm -hmm. yeah I'm one of the 18 percent who has seen ghosts and who have seen things that I can't explain and I have since I was a child and like I said it kind of runs in my family Mm -hmm. there's a there's kind of a second sight that runs in my family mine is not Mm -hmm. nearly as pronounced as some other people like my aunt she would sit in church and she'd look over at her daughter and she goes, can you see that? And they mm-hmm. can't, they couldn't. But I have seen, heard, smelled a lot. I, I have a sense mm-hmm. of smell for, for things that aren't there. And particularly in this house have seen things and in other houses have seen things that could not be explained. Mm-hmm. And were able to tell people things about the house that were true that I can't explain that I knew. Wow. And I've had the, you know, the dreams that have come true and just weird stuff like that has happened to me. In this particular house, we had, a, it was, I think he was a general. He was either a general or he was a captain in uh, the armed forces who lived in our au pair suite. We have a little au pair suite on the side of our house that was built in the 1940s. People would come into my house and I would show them where the bathroom was, which is in this au pair suite. The downstairs bathroom is there. Mm-hmm. And they would go, is there another one in the house? We don't Mm. really like going into that bathroom. Mm. And honestly, when you walked into this area, you felt watched all the time. There was a woman here. We don't know who she was, but I saw her walk across the dining room. My -hmm. husband didn't see it, but I did. She was definitely transparent, but she was Mm -hmm. just like a little, you know how heat waves in the air Mm, she mm-hmm. was like a ripple in the air walking mm. from one side to the other mm. but the real creepy story about my house and those things are creepy mind you <laughs> are they the, still there the two that you just talked about no I don't think so every now and then I can still feel the shade of the man who was here right but you don't feel like you're being watched all I the don't time feel now. like I'm being watched all the time I can still feel his essence kind of lingering kind of like a bad smell mm. but I don't feel him anymore I, I've done numerous blessings on this house and, <laughs> and sage smudging and please leave and move on and you know I, I've done I've done my due diligence in this house <laughs> I've done it in other people's houses as well mm. and I've done it in other places that seem to have been cursed mm. because I, I do believe in that kind of stuff too and I'm an intelligent person and I believe in science I believe all that mm. stuff but I just think that there are some things we have yet to explain by science And I don't know how else to explain them. Mm. But the real creepy story was one night, David and I, my husband and I, were coming back from a movie or a play or something. And on the way back, we passed by this really bad intersection that is in the north side of Richmond. It's where a statue of, and the grave actually, of A.P. Hill is. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's almost like a little circle, but it's not. And so you've got the stoplights, you've got the big statue in the middle of the intersection. Mm -hmm. It's a very dangerous intersection, and a lot of accidents happen there. We drove by this, a really bad accident. It was late at night. It was like 11, 1130. It was late, and we drove by the accident, and I don't know why, 
but I knew someone died in the accident. Mm-hmm. We drove by and I felt the presence of somebody dead mm-hmm. at the accident. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say anything. I got really sad. I didn't say anything. We got home. We closed up everything and we went to bed. And I heard in the hallway a woman cry out. And then and David woke up. And I'm like, okay, something's not right. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I was like, is there somebody there? And David's like, okay, what was that? So David heard it too. Dave heard it too. Mm-hmm. We went to sleep because we thought it was just maybe our, we were going to, we were heading to sleep and we were hearing things as we were beginning to dream. Mm. Then two nights later, Dave's working late. It's like two o'clock in the morning. He finishes his work because he works at home Mm. and he goes to lock the door and the front door to make sure everything is locked and sealed up. And he hears this in his ear. Right. And he's like, whoa, what the heck was that? The mm-hmm. next day he tells me, and I'm like, you heard the voice in the hallway, didn't you? And he's like, yes, I did. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, something's going on. Mm-hmm. A week mm-hmm. later, we bring in somebody to babysit our son, who was maybe five years old at the time. And his, oh, baby, right. his, fa- his favorite babysitter was Mr. Sam. Sam mm-hmm. was awesome. After he got Jasper to bed, he was going to have his girlfriend, Andrea, come over. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine, Sam. You guys can hang out here, watch our cable, and enjoy yourselves. Right. We got home that night, and Sam and Andrea are sitting straight as boards, looking at us going, what the fuck is going on in this house? <laughs> I kid you not. Oh, They're, my God. And they looked at me. They do you have an intercom? And right. I went, no, we don't have an intercom. And they said, something is in the walls that's talking to us. We hear a woman crying, and we hear a man yelling at her. Mm. And I was like, oh, no. And, oh, gosh. Oh, no. And, 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 they, and I said, well, okay, now's the time I need to tell you that I think we've got a ghost. And they looked at me, and they went, how do you square that with your faith? Mm-hmm. I thought you were a Christian. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I am a Christian, and I believe in ghosts because mm-hmm. I've seen them since I was little. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure this is one. And here's what happened. And and and, and it they attached itself to you in your car or something when you went yes. by the yes. By that's the, accident. the that's the legend is that mm. people who have a sight, mm. they will they know who they are. They attach mm. themselves to you and then they follow you. Mm. And there was apparently no running water between here and there, and she was able to. <laughs> And I had no salt on the doorstep, and I didn't pee on my doorpost. You didn't pee on your doorpost, which you should have done, Terry. I should have peed on my doorpost. Get the she-go out. Um. But yeah, that that really happened. That Mm. really, really happened. And that's been... About a a few days later, I did the whole sage smudging. I did the Mm. prayers. I, you know, I've gone as far in spaces as making holy water. (laughs) <laughs> and sprinkling it. I swear to you, because honestly, there are some spaces that are just, you know, suicides, sadness, things like yeah. that. You can feel it when you walk into a room. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can, but I think if many of us kind of tuned into that side of who we are, mm-hmm. we might be able to feel a little bit more than what we are told we can feel. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, it's interesting. So, okay, we can come back. We'll come back to Outlander on this. But I would certainly say I remember having a conversation with a friend. She and I went to seminary together and she became a chaplain in the Navy. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you know, a wide range of people um, that she was serving. And she rem- uh, she and I were having a conversation about how seminary did not prepare us for being able to deal with these kind of questions that we talk about the supernatural but only in a life after death go to heaven or hell situation and not she's like i really wish that we had have had conversations about how to minister to people who have these kinds of experiences who believe in ghosts who feel as if they're you know there's something else there and how to square that with faith and because it's it the way in which it's taught, at least within our church, it, well, it's not taught in the churches, but if it is referenced, it's a it's a completely separate faith. It's not integrated into anything else. What I find funny is that they they look at you, or at least I've had this experience where mm-hmm. when I talk about my experiences and seeing dead people or mm-hmm. things that aren't actually there, mm-hmm. they look at me as if I'm completely irrational. Yeah, you're crazy. And, yeah. And yet they are teaching something that cannot be proven. <laughs> They're asking yeah. you to go but on. Someone f- r- rose from the dead. Exactly. Um, yeah. Transfigured. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And that there's this magical spirit out there that can yeah. trolls the whole universe. And I'm like, the Holy Spirit is with us, helps us interpret things. Yeah. Oh, whose yeah. rationality yeah, yeah. are we talking about? You know, mm-hmm. who's, who's, whoever owns that kind of rationality has the power as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And for people like me, or people who have much more much more gifts in this area than I do mm. and we have family legends of uh, an aunt mary like my great great aunt mary who was born with something called a jesus veil and many of you may or may not know about a that jesus out there in the world fail. okay a jesus veil and i've known one other person in my life who was born with one and i okay. didn't know anybody else in the world who even knew the term jesus veil until right. i met her I'm thinking and she like a also out of turin or something so, yes uh... and it's not that so when a child is <laughs> it's not that <laughs> it's not that um, when a child is born usually they come out face first or feet first if you're unfortunate and this this child was born my great great aunt mary was born with the water sack the remnants of the water sack over her face so it's a membrane that you can see and she was born her face pushing out with the water sack over her face placenta right no 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 not this placenta the placenta is its own like it's its own organ almost. Okay. You okay. actually have to give birth to, to the placenta yeah. afterwards. Okay, but okay. there's a there's a membrane that holds all of the amniotic fluid inside, yeah. and yeah, when so that bursts yeah. and your waters break, mm-hmm. then the actual membrane still stays there, and that also has to come out with all of the afterbirth, mm-hmm. or else it can cause infection. Mm-hmm. And so my great great aunt Mary was born with that that membrane over her face, over her mm-hmm. eyes. And so mm-hmm. when you remove it, it means she has a second sight. Mm, okay. Yeah. So mm. she and it's called is a Jesus the, fail because a Jesus why? fail. I don't know why they call it a Jesus fail. Maybe somebody out there knows who knows this <laughs> Bizarre family legend. I'm sure somebody knows something about this. So yeah, there's got to be. If we hear from you before we do the listener feedback episode, I'll make sure and include it. (laughs) Oh yeah, I and then I got to know somebody in my early 20s, my mid 20s. Her name was Dorsey, 
And Dorsey also was born with the Jesus fail. And she told me some of the craziest stories about things she's seen. Oh and she was extremely spiritual. And in and, mm. and the family legend of, of great-great-aunt Mary, she mm. saw things in the field. She wouldn't go into houses because they had what she called monsters in there. She would yeah. not go in. So she's misery. Yeah. In, it was. It's in... very much a family legend. Huh. But, okay, so going back to Outlander, though, this kind of idea around belief in the supernatural and kind of integrating it into whatever might be a more formalized religious, well... Christian, let's let's be clear. Yeah, I guess Christian kind of idea. Right, syncretized together, yeah. And, and, you know, and being educated and, you know, having belief in science and that kind of stuff too. I don't think none of any of them are mutually exclusive. So even though I haven't really had, you know, personal experience in the same way that you have, I still would be... I'm still open to the possibility. Yeah, I think I think yeah. it's possible. I think there's loads of things in the world that we don't understand and that we can't know and that we think we might have some answers for, but other things we just don't have a clue about. So there's plenty of space, I think, within my own spirituality and my own Christian faith even to say, yeah, that might be possible. Not quite sure how that all works, but okay, sure. Let's think about that. But like, you know, Jamie being as educated as he is, but, you know, he still obviously believes in the spirit world and that the dead speak to him. And, that you know, he visits. And Claire, too, she grows in that as well. Even as a, a woman of science, she still leaves plenty of space for that kind of thing. Well, I think traveling through the stones kind of gives you well, this, yeah, new, yeah. <laughs> this new view of the world. There is this entire dimension that you had no idea existed. Yeah. <laughs> Brushing against souls in that dimension yeah. um, will, yeah, will kind of screens. open your eyes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Personal absolutely. experience is an enlightener. <laughs> yeah. And Roger and Bree, too. Again, like Claire, you know, two other 20th century people that are supposed to be quotation marks you know much more rational and not you know highland and academic superstitions academics rational scientific folk who still aren't entirely convinced that ghosts don't exist but they also both travel through stones and both understand that there are things that they just don't quite understand how that all works so in some ways i think for i i resonate with that because they kind of model for me what i have experienced in my own life that i don't that there are things that i just don't have an answer to i don't know yeah maybe i'm not sure yeah i think there is space but we're just i think when we pursue a faith or a spirituality that is certain about everything then we can't leave space for the mysterious we can't leave space for the things that we just don't understand and i think it does god and the the beauty of this world a huge disservice Mm, yeah i don't know to try to to push our agenda of Mm. needing to know everything on that i mean i i i I don't want to hmm, i i don't want to say we shouldn't definitely be exploring all the scientific reasons that i heard a woman in the walls of my house I sure would like to know why that happened and what happened there. Mm -hmm. And I I want to explore the capacity of, you know, maybe there are, maybe there is something beyond us. Maybe we're not just made of these cells and the energy lives on beyond who we Mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. I would sure love to have all of my experiences explained. But I think it does, I, I think it does our faith and the belief in a great the belief in a great spirit or Mm -hmm. the belief in an energy of love that sustains us the universality of all of our spirits coming together that causes 
something that we can't quite understand. I think it does it a disservice to then say, that can't be real because Mm. it's not happened to me. Because I can't explain it, therefore it isn't real. My dad never saw ghosts. He sure as heck believed his mother when Mm. she told him that ghosts don't go across water. Yeah. There's that quote from Drums of Autumn that I think might actually be... That's a good way to end, I think. I Do think we want so to read too. the whole thing? Yeah, I, I, let me let me just preface it a little bit with that that we use the idea of ghost as metaphor because sometimes mm. we are we, we are encountering people who have gone before us, but it's really just our memories that we're encountering. Yeah. But but Diana Gabaldon really mixes that up mm. in her explanation of ghosts that sometimes ghosts in at least in the Outlander world, are just memories talking to us mm-hmm. and um, imposing themselves on us beyond the mm-hmm. life of that person. Mm-hmm. And so I would love to end it by reading this quote. Yeah. Are, yeah, are you good let's with do that? it. Yeah, yeah. So okay. it's from Drums of Autumn, right? Right. It's, it's her preface. It's yeah. It's uh, Diana Gabaldon prefaces Drums of Autumn with this beautiful quote about ghosts. And mm-hmm. here it goes. Mm-hmm. I've never been afraid of ghosts. I live with them daily, after all. When I look in a mirror, my mother's eyes look back at me. My mouth curls with a smile that lured my great-grandfather to the fate that was me. Hmm. No, how should I fear the touch of those vanished hands, laid on me in love unknowing? How could I be afraid of those that molded my flesh, leaving their remnants to live long past the grave? Still less should I be afraid of those ghosts who touch my thoughts in passing. Any library is filled with them. I can take a book from dusty shelves and be haunted by the thoughts of one long dead, still lively as ever in their winding sheets of words. Of course, it isn't these homely and accustomed ghosts that trouble sleep and curdle wakefulness. Look back. Hold a torch to light the recesses of the dark. Listen to the footsteps that echo behind when you walk alone. All the time, the ghosts flit past and through us, hiding in the future. We look in the mirror and see the shades of other faces looking back through the years. We see the shape of memory standing solid in an empty doorway. By blood and by choice, we make our ghosts. We haunt ourselves. Each ghost comes unbidden from the misty grounds of dream and silence, Our rational minds say, no, it isn't. But another part, an older part, echoes, always softly in the dark. Yes, but it could be. We come and go from mystery. And in between, we try to forget. Hmm. But a breeze passing in a still room stirs my hair now and then in soft affection. I think it is my mother. So as you approach All Hallows' Eve and the time when the veil is the thinnest, be considerate of those who have gone before us, I think. Mm -hmm. And I'm always watchful for those breezes. Mm -hmm. All right, we will see you in a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's it for this episode of Outlander Soul. Thanks for listening. If you love what we do, 
Give us a review, especially on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, because it helps people find us. If you listen and you like what you hear, please consider supporting us financially. Just click on the support us button at our website, www.outlandersoul.com. There's lots of ways to donate and every little bit helps. Also, we love hearing your comments, questions, and ideas for the show. So we'd like for you to join in the conversation. You can reach us through our website, email, voice memos, or social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Tumblr. By email, you can email us at Podcast, all one word, at gmail.com or via our website at www.outlandersoul.com. Thanks again, everybody. See you again in a couple of weeks. Bye.